Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Oh, my God. I should not read email during the break because I literally just busted out laughing at an email that came from our boss. Uh, it just made me laugh so loud. So that was pretty funny. Uh, okay, so as far as midday madness, now, again, as we've, we've talked about, on this show, it's, we kind of go off the tracks a little bit and go in different directions from time to time of what everything else is because I, I kind of view this hour as kind of like a break from what everybody else is talking about, right? So... Bard talking Packers uh, and Steelers, obviously. We talked some Packers and Steelers. We talked some Brewers baseball uh, as well. Rami, well, Sam Schmitz is here. Rami, uh, Sam, what do you guys got coming up on uh, uh, your show today? Dan Plucker filling in uh, for Rami Makhlouf today. What y'all got coming? We got Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider, Packers. coming up at 448. Yeah. We'll be talking with him. We'll probably hear from Matt LaFleur after Packers practice Packers. today as well. And yeah. uh, we'll probably talk a little, uh, you know, Little brewers as well. Brewers. Okay. So that's my point. So th- that's kind of where everybody is at right now. And that is fine. And on the big show, we had Eric Namon from The Athletic uh, talking about Bucks, Bucks training camp underway and so forth. So I'm going to take this hour that I get every day. Uh, and I, I'd like to talk some Bucks basketball with y'all, if y'all don't mind here, with, with training camp underway a couple of days in. Because I, I really am curious about something. Because Leroy did it to me again today, right? Oh, you picked the Nets to, 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 to come out of the East. You picked the Nets. Yes, I picked the Nets. I'm going to tell you right now, right now before we even get any further than this, I'm picking the Nets again, y'all. I'm taking the Nets again. Mm-hmm. I am. I realize the Milwaukee Bucks are the defending champions. I get it. I realize that Giannis has a chance to win an MVP again this year. I get that too. Middleton looked like he had a breakthrough last year, especially in the postseason. That's great. Drew Holiday, roller coaster a little bit, but when you needed him, he came up big. That's good too. This Bucks bench, I think, with what they did in the offseason, we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. I like it better 
than what they ended the championship season with. So I'm good there too. Eric Name, when he was on earlier, said, hey man, Grayson Allen, you know, he might be your starter. Depending on DiVincenzo's health and everything else, Grayson Allen may be that starter. He might be with Holiday. He might be with Giannis and Middleton and Brooke Lopez. He might be that guy. And not really a big surprise, right? Guy can shoot the three, can defend a little bit, makes sense. So I like that too. If Grayson Allen is a starter and DiVincenzo is a guy that comes off of the bench, fine with that. When that draft happened with DiVincenzo, and they took DiVincenzo, who was the guy that I asked him for them to take or was hoping they would take, and they took him, I was like, hey, six man. That's what this guy is, right? Come off the bench, provide some offense, provide some energy, be that little instant offense shooter type guy off the bench. That's what I envisioned. I didn't envision a starter. So if that's the role he ends up serving now, that you have Grayson Allen, I'm fine with that too. Because he can be that guy. He's going get, to get steals, tip balls in the lanes and stuff like that, passing lanes. So that's good too. Overall, I think this team is better. That That's how I look at it. Now, the coach, coaching staff, once again, Darvin Ham screwed, doesn't get a head coaching job. So he's still here. So your, your coaching staff, relatively intact. Same guys. Your head coach, a guy who's been under fire uh, for, well, at least all of last year and probably at the end of year two, won a championship for you and got an extension from the organization for winning the championship, which means he's going to be here for a while now. Not mad about it. I think it was well worth it. You win a championship, you should get an extension. Absolutely. No question. You should get some leeway, some some movement here to kind of get people off your backs a little bit. So I was all for the extension. That's good, too. All positive. Now, you look at what the Brooklyn Nets have. Now, the COVID vaccine thing and all that with Kyrie or whatever, who knows? But let's just assume that those three players are playing in the playoffs, right? And they're not going to be hurt this time. And there's not going to be any vaccine issues or whatever else. And they're going to play. To go along with these other old-timers that they're adding to this roster to try and help push them over the top. And that's what they're doing. They're doing what the Lakers have done this offseason too. Well, the Lakers added Westbrook too. But they're adding in some old veteran-type guys to be more stable guys off of the bench. Guys that are coming to try and play for a ring at the end of their career. Okay? Similar to what Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron James did in Miami. Guys towards the end of their career would come hop on the train and try and get themselves a ring. Like what is happening in L.A. right now with the Lakers. Same type of deal. Get those old guys, ride LeBron and Anthony Davis's coattails, and get you to a chance to win an NBA title in the NBA Finals. Bucks, that's not necessarily how they do business uh, at this point. Now, they did bring back George Hill. He's a, he's a vet. I like him as that backup point guard. I think that's an improvement as well uh, behind Drew Holiday. Like how that shapes up. I just don't think with all the improvements that they've made, and I think they are a better team. Does that mean they'll have a better regular season record? I don't know. But I still just don't know if it's enough. I guess that's where I'm at. I'm still skeptical of whether or not it's enough. Yes, they both played out of their mind. Middleton and Drew Holiday played very well. But again, facts of the matter are the Nets were hurt. 
they weren't completely healthy. And with all that being said, it still took you to a game seven all the way down the stretch and dealing with Durant, who was doing everything in his power to try and win that thing for the Nets, to slip slide your way through that series to get you out to go face, again, Atlanta versus instead of Philadelphia. Uh, And then, of course, you get the Phoenix Suns. I want to know this. What are you thinking? What 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 are, what are you thinking about this Bucks team now? In your brain, are you thinking this is going to be back to back seasons? I'm expecting another title run. I'm expecting them to win another title. Are you expecting them to just go to the playoffs uh, and then maybe they fall short uh, of the Nets? Are you expecting them to maybe take a step back this year? Maybe you don't think these guys can all play as well as they did last year. Maybe you think Bobby Portis is a mirage. Like, no way that dude's real. He won't do it again. I, I don't know. That That's what I want to know from you. Like, what are your expectations? What are you kind of thinking looking at this Bucks team right now as they get ready to start play here in a couple of weeks? I mean, literally, next week preseason basketball starts. Literally, we will have games next week. Preseason basketball starts next week. And you're only a couple of weeks after that away from starting the NBA regular season. And then you have the ring ceremony, games at Pfizer Forum, against the Nets again, and away we go into the regular season. And more than likely, they will be lost into the night, outside of maybe this show, because of the Packers. So there's going to be plenty of Packer talk all over the place, especially if they're doing well and may lose track of the Bucks In October, if the Brewers are making a World Series run, they're definitely going to get lost in the shuffle. There's no question. Even though they're champs, they're going to get lost in the shuffle in this whole thing. Where are you at on this Bucks team? That's what I want to know. Where are you at? What do you think of them? How good do you think this team is? You think they can go back-to-back and beat the Nets? Again, I'm going to be the negative one, I guess. And maybe there's other views, uh, others listening that will agree with me uh, on my assessment of this Bucks and Nets team. We haven't even talked about some of the other teams in the East or in the West. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250-AM-THE-FAN. When you talk about other teams in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't think that's real. Not at all. They got a mess. The mess is Ben Simmons, obviously. No surprise there. This is the guy that doesn't want to be there. They apparently, according to one report over the weekend, they all were going to get on on a plane, the players. They were going to fly out to California to go try and convince Ben Simmons to come back and play in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons called back and said, hey, y'all, I have no interest in seeing y'all. Like, I'm good. I ain't playing with y'all. I'm good. Don't bother. That's not a good look. No, not a good look at all. So what they will do with Ben Simmons, I do not know. Will he hold out? I saw a story on ESPN over the weekend. I don't know if y'all saw it. They're hoping he'll be Aaron Rodgers and eventually come. That's what they're hoping for. I think you're sadly, sadly mistaken if you think he's showing up. I really do. So I don't think Philly's legit. Like, you can just push Philly aside. Like, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Atlanta did not get a star player. They needed to get a star player to go with Trey Young. Not Ben Simmons either. But a legitimate star scoring type player. Uh to play with Trey, and they didn't get that. So Atlanta will be better, I think, for sure, because those younger players are going to get better. So Atlanta's going to be a team to compete with. I don't think they're at the Bucs level, however. Miami, the Heat. All right. So you add Kyle Lowry to this mess, 
uh, to go along with Jimmy Butler, to go along with, you know, Wisconsin native, Whitnell native, Tyler Hero, to go along with the rest of these guys. My only thing about this whole thing with Miami is, again, old. Jimmy Butler, health was an issue last year. Kyle Lowry, another year older, more wear and tear. And now you're putting him in a situation to go play with a team that plays a real physical band of basketball at a high kind of higher level of intensity on a night in night out basis than a lot of other basketball teams do. If you ask me, I think Kyle Lowry is getting set up probably to be hurt at some point this year because of how they play. The way they play is admirable. Like, big fan. Spolster gets them to play hard every night. They bring some of that defensive intensity. It's it's kind of feeds off of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and all of that, and that's good. I just don't know if Lowry can go like that full full boat like the whole year. I, I don't. I, I just don't know if that holds up. And even if it does hold up, then you get to the postseason, and again they're going to be so physically beat up. Where the Bucks, you look at at Bud, there is no reason, none to play Giannis any type of minutes at all in the first two months of this season, first three months of this season, right? I mean, all the way through December, you can keep Giannis at 25 to 30 minutes. I'm good. Like there is, It does not matter. You saw it last year. They weren't the one seed. They were the, they, they were the seed that nobody wanted to be because they had to deal with the Mets, then the Sixers, and then get out. doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So from that perspective, Giannis should not play a ton of minutes. Middleton and Drew Holiday both were in the Olympics after the NBA championship parade. They both should see reduced numbers too. George Hill would play more minutes. He just would. That that would be part of it. He's going to play more minutes. If I can get Jordan Warris some time in all this mess in the first two and a half months, he's going to get some more minutes than he probably will in the playoffs. But at least I'm going to get him some run. That's going to be part of it. DiVincenzo's coming off an injury. I'm not rushing him back. What for? Why should I? No chance. These first two and a half months should be get Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis as healthy as they can be. Then, you know, start ramping them up a little bit in January, a little bit in February, and then kind of push the pedal down a little bit at the All-Star break going forward into the postseason to find your rhythm and get these guys playing the minutes you want to be playing in the postseason. That's how I'd approach it. If we see Middleton and Drew Holiday come out playing 35 minutes on a regular basis early on, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't care if Bud got an extension or not. That's ridiculous. Like These guys should be taken care of. Baby, pampered, whatever. I don't care. Whatever term you want to use. There's no need to play them a ton of money. It's not whatsoever. Where are you at uh, on the Milwaukee Bucks right now as training camp uh, is underway? Steve, in Germantown, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, Sparky? Big fan of yours, man. Listening to you for years. First Thanks. time actually have to call you. So appreciate all you do for the for the city, for radio in the city and Bucks in general, man. You're the man. Good dude, so appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you bet. For me, I mean, it's pretty simple, Sparky. I look at the Bucks and the Nets, and I was telling Sam before, the Nets got to prove it to me that those three dudes can stay healthy in May and June. That's, that's the key for me. If one of those guys is gone, I look at the Bucks as beating the Nets in any series at this point. I really do. For me, James Harden, the guy's always got hamstring issues. He's always out of shape. Um, Tyree, he's got any problems, too. Now, I will say, KD, that man's a killer. As long as he's in the league, it's always going to be a problem. But who else, in my opinion, in the East, I, I don't see the Nets, excuse me, the Hawks. I see Philadelphia t- going down a little bit. Indiana's taking a fall. Um, who else? The Knicks? I, I really don't see it. I just think it's really the Bucks and Nets. And I think the Bucks are right. Go back to the finals. You're getting every point in the head. 
rest Giannis, rest Chris, rest Drew. Let these guys, their first regular season action, in my opinion, should be ramped up until Christmas time, really. Yeah. I mean, these first two, three months, there's no reason you put these guys out there. Correct. But this is what's going to happen. Mark my words. These dudes are all competitors. They're all going to want to play. Oh, On yeah. ring night, they're all going to want to be out there and play and get after it. The Nets are going to come in trying to prove a point of, y'all couldn't beat us when we're healthy. We're all, well, who knows with Kyrie, he may not be here. But right. if they're all there and they're ready to go, they're going to try and prove a point. They're going to try and run the Bucks right out of Pfizer form on their own ring night. That's how oh, I think this is going to play. And I don't think Giannis Middleton and Drew Holiday are going to take it sitting down and go, oh, yeah, sure, embarrasses by 40. Like, I, I don't, I think they're going to try and be on the floor. And I think that's going to be a high intensity game. Then after that, that, then who cares? Right, and that's just it. I mean, I think you look at the schedule and pick and choose the big spot you want to be in. You know, for example, he had a West Coast trip. There's no reason to put these guys out if you're in Portland on November 18th. There's no reason to be out there playing these dudes. You know what I mean? No that's doubt. The kind of stuff that I'm talking about. So yeah, you know? I agree with you, Steve. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. So Steve says, "Hey, Brooklyn's the only team I care about. Uh, other than the Nets, ain't nobody else scares me uh, as a Bucks fan right now. Where are you at on this Bucks team going into this season, coming off a championship?" It really happened. They won the NBA championship. It, it really happened. And they're going to have a ring ceremony and the whole deal at Pfizer Forum. That that ticket. How much is that ticket going for online, I wonder, Sam Schmitz? Have you looked at like StubHub or anything? We should look that up in the break and find out how much that ticket for is going for. It's got to be going for quite a bit. So we'll look that up. Get more of your calls and more of your tweets as well. Where are you at on this Bucks team? As we're in training camp. Uh, looking ahead to the season, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan at Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass. Sam was doing some research uh, in the break. So, Sam, you went online. Where did you find that stuff up? Where did you go? SeatGeek? Yeah, I'm looking at SeatGeek right now. All right, so Bucks and Nets. This is going to be the game that everybody's going to want to go to and spend all kinds of money on. And I'm figuring these tickets are going to be through the roof. So what kind of ticket prices are we talking about here? So it looks like the Upper Deck tickets, the lowest ones I can find right now, about 145 all the way up to 225 in the Upper Deck. Dang. The lower level, there's actually some that it says there's available behind, you know, right behind the uh, baskets and yep. all that that are about uh, just under $200. But most of the lower level tickets are about 250 all the way up to about, you know, $300. Yeah, I'm not paying that much, y'all. <laughs> you are going to see me at that game. No, sir. Like, literally, I shouldn't do this on the radio. I understand I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyhow. For years, when they were at the Bradley Center, the Bucks, people would call into the postgame show or would call into other shows on this radio station and would complain about Bucks ticket prices. Ah, it's too much money and parking's too expensive and I'm not going. It's too expensive. And I'd always say, hey, man, they got all kinds of promo. They got like guys night out. They got the five county thing like the Brewers were doing or whatever else. It wasn't I, I wasn't called five county. I forgot what the name of the promotion was. But they had some other type of promotion going on. They had like a Valentine's Day promotion. They had uh, a thing with Time Warner Cable, I think, a promotion there. And the Bucks were always doing promotions. Now, part of that reason was they weren't drawing as well as they wanted to. Team wasn't that good. So you had to figure out ways to try and put butts in seats. Get it. Now you're coming off of an NBA championship. So now you're really going to pay through the nose for tickets. And I I don't I don't know what everybody else thinks. To me, 
I feel like they're going to price out middle to lower class, right? Maybe some of middle class gets to go. But I feel like these ticket prices are going to go the way of it's just it's just too expensive. Like if you're a single dude and you know it's just you and you make a good amount of money, right? You went to college and now you're a lawyer, a doctor, whatever. Okay, fine. Right. So you you can afford this. I I get that. But if you got like a family of three, family of four, or whatever the case may be, a season tickets that's going to be tough unless you know both parents are making good amount of money. Uh, and then you look at it as if you're a single dude and maybe you're not a doctor or a lawyer and maybe you have some other profession that you're doing that doesn't pay as much at the entry level, there's just no way. There's no way you're going to be able to afford to get into Pfizer Forum on top of, again, parking $35, $40 or whatever the case may be on a given time. And that is why, for me at least at this point in time, I'm fine watching them at home. Like I, It doesn't bother me at all or going out. So one of the local drinking establishments and, and watching them. How many Bucks games you get to last year, Sam? Like, <laughs> like in like in sitting, person, like sitting in a seat watching as a fan. Um, actually, now I think about it, the only one that I went to was Game Six of the NBA Finals. Well, that was a good one to go to. It was. That was a very yeah. Good I one haven't to go gone to. to any. I didn't go to any last year in person just because I couldn't afford it. We went to I think a couple games last year, two or three, something like that. None. Of, I didn't go to any of the playoff games. None. No chance. Too expensive. Wasn't doing it. And I was doing post-game shows. So there was really no reason for me to go because I had to be here for post-game shows. Um, but, I mean, that 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 is kind of a part of this whole deal. And, you know, I, I know fans are going to complain at some point. But, hey, man, this is what comes when you have an MVP-type player and you're doing really good things. Now it's a supply and demand thing. So they can charge that real big – well, not real big money, but they can charge more – and they're going to have people that pay for it. You'll have more companies buying tickets, having season tickets, and you'll see more people going to games that maybe can't afford it because their bosses at their companies gave them tickets to the game. Ah, it's the Bucks and T-Wolves. Who cares? Here, you can have my seats. Go ahead. Go have fun. And that's how they'll get uh, into the game at the end of the day. Ask it right now. What are your expectations for the Bucks uh, for the 21-22 season? Cornelius, my guy down in Indianapolis, uh, says, Bucks shouldn't get lost in the shuffle uh, coming off of an NBA championship. The bench is upgraded with proven veterans this season. Ought to be more refined. The Nets are the only legit threat in the playoffs. Milwaukee will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, Milwaukee will be in the Eastern Conference Finals as long as they don't have to deal with Brooklyn in the second round. I agree. Should they be the one or the two seed? Yes, they should be. But, as we talked about, this all will depend on how much will they actually play their star players versus resting their star players to make sure they're ready for the postseason. Their record may not be as good, you know, as it was last year or the couple of years before that. It may not be because rest is going to be more important. That's what makes repeating so difficult. And what makes it even more difficult is when you have people that are playing in the Olympics on top of winning a ring. Go back to the Jordan Bulls. I mean, that was a grind to try and get through winning a championship, going playing the Olympics, winning, and then getting a shorter offseason, much shorter, and then having to come back right away and play. Very, very, very tough uh, to do without question. Uh, Sam Schmitz, uh, your thoughts uh, on this coming season for the Bucks? Yeah, so kind of what you mentioned earlier before, I do think, and like Stephen Germantown said, it's pretty much the Bucks and Nets. So as far as Eastern Conference expectations, I expect them to be one or two in the East. And really, you kind of you know, touched on all those other contenders. The 76ers are a mess with Ben Simmons. Not worried about yes. them. Miami Heat, don't worry about them and all that. 
So really, maybe Atlanta pops up as the third seed and all that, but who knows? So you're really looking forward to the playoffs. Now, I do expect them to be better because, like I said, George Hill's an upgrade from Jeff Teague. The bench got a little bit better. It's going to be nice having Dante back to take some pressure off of Drew and Chris and Giannis. But we've, I, think, I think we kind of forget that this team was experimenting a lot last year just because there were so many new pieces and you know bringing in Drew and all that. So they were really trying to find out their identity all throughout the season, and they were even messing around with defense during the playoffs. Sure were. So, I mean, we all remember Drew Holiday even told Bud, hey, man, we got to start switching on defense. we got to do all this stuff. So mm-hmm. now that you have, you're going into training camp, and now you have a whole season where these guys pretty much have a whole year together under their belt, yeah, I expect them to be a little more efficient. So I think it's pretty much you just wait and see what happens in the playoffs between the Bucks and Nets, and who knows, because like you said, the Nets are better with what they've been given and Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge back and all that. but Patty Mills knows, is a big signing for them. Absolutely, but who knows, come playoff time, what those rosters are going to look like health-wise. Correct. they got to stay healthy. I mean, it's going to be the same thing as the Lakers on the other side. And, you know, you speak of on the other side in the Western Conference, that's going to be part of this thing too, is, you know, who, do you, who really worries you in the West? Yeah, you've got the Lakers uh, adding Westbrook. I, I, there's two things about that Lakers team. One... I'm not buying Anthony Davis is going to stay any more healthy than he has in the past. That's the first thing. Second thing is, Russell Westbrook, chemistry-wise, mixing it up with those two other players, I'm not convinced that's going to work either. You know, Russell Westbrook is an acquired taste to a certain degree in locker rooms. You're going to get down with him and understand what he is all about and what his deal is, or you're not, and you're going to be kind of like, oh, dude, this dude, just you stay over there by your locker, I'm good. That that's how this is going to roll. So we'll see. It being more of a veteran locker room, though, will definitely help that situation out because people know about Westbrook. He's been around the league forever, so they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. The other thing is, what I've been reading on the Lakers is Anthony Davis apparently is bulking up for this postseason run, which or for this year. So he's adding muscle to be more physical inside. Meanwhile, LeBron James, I've been reading has focused on losing weight um, to be quicker uh, than he was in previous years. So you're going to see a little bit different style maybe of how these guys have played last year coming back this year. I don't know uh, what the idea is behind it, uh, but we're going to find out. So asking what you make of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, going into this year, 414-799-1250, Matt Schneidman, the Athletic just put out a Packers practice update. Uh, present, but not practicing. Elton Jenkins out, still with an ankle injury. Marquez Valdez-Scantling out with a hamstring injury. Kevin King still out with an illness. Chris Barnes, who left Sunday's game and didn't return because of a concussion, is practicing. So he's out there. What is going on with Kevin King? Didn't they? Am I missing... Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they said that it wasn't COVID related with Kevin King, that he just had some type of uh illness that wasn't COVID related. I mean, it's been a while now. We're on Wednesday, folks. Like we're at Wednesday and he didn't if he got it Saturday night, early Sunday morning, we're four days into this thing. That's I don't know what he's got, but that's definitely not a good sign. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. 
right, uh, go get into this story uh, that's on the front page of ESPN. And uh, GA, who is uh, does afternoons on Hot 105.7, our sister station, uh, him and I were texting back and forth about this uh, earlier today during the big show, and this all uh, came out. So the NBA uh, has come out and said that players who are forced to miss games due to the executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games that they miss. So what this means is that an Andrew Wiggins, for instance, with Golden State, um, if he doesn't get vaccinated, he's not going to play. If he don't play, he's not going to get paid for any of the home games that they're in. So he can play on the road, but he won't be able to play at home. Meanwhile, Kyrie Irving is in the same situation where if he doesn't get vaccinated for all Nets home games, he's not going to get paid because he's not going to be allowed to play at Barclays Center. So he's not going to get paid, nor will Wiggins. What I am interested in in all of this is where's the players union in all of this? This is what I don't understand. Mike Bass, the NBA's executive vice president of communication, said in a statement Wednesday morning, any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. Okay. Where's the Players Association? The NBA and the National Basketball Players Association are finalizing an agreement over the health and safety protocols for this season. An ESPN uh, report Tuesday night said when the league sent the protocols to teams. If the NBA Players Association is on board with this and they're not going to step to the aid of Kyrie Irving or Andrew Wiggins or anybody else that's involved in this whole debate of vaccine or no vaccine, and it doesn't even matter which way or which way you view this necessarily. I am shocked and taken aback by the fact that they would not be here because history says, to me at least, having been a fan all my life of sports, that any time a player has an issue, that player union or association, whatever you want to call it, union I guess would be the better word, comes to their aid and fights the league, whether it be NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, doesn't matter. They're going to come to the defense of their players. And it's going to be like, hey, man, look, that's his choice, whatever the case may be. No, it's not going to work. In this case, they're fighting against governing bodies in these cities. That's where the issue lies. So for the NBA, it's like, hey, Nothing we can do about it. You, you don't want to get vac- vaccinated. You can play in Milwaukee. They don't got a rule in Milwaukee saying you can't play there. But in New York and San Francisco, that's the rule for everybody, including basketball players. So either you get vaccinated or you don't play. Both of these guys are have their home teams in these cities. It's not like it's a buck. Where it's like, okay, well, you're going to miss the next game in Brooklyn this year because of this. Or, oh, you're not going to be able to play in Golden State this year. Like, if it's one or two games that you miss, these players are going to be like, who cares? I don't see how Wiggins and Kyrie 
walk away from all that money. Not only do they walk away from all that money, but in essence, they're kind of screwing their team. Maybe Wiggins not as much. I don't know if Golden State really needs Wiggins as much as Brooklyn needs Kyrie. Or maybe they need him more than Kyrie, now that I think about it, because you've got Durant and James Harden. But this is just bizarro world to me. Like, this whole thing of how this is all playing out is bizarro world. Like, I can't wrap my arms around that you are possibly going to be in a situation where you're going to have players around pro sports missing games over this and costing themselves paychecks over this at the end of the day. And I, I'm not going to sit here and criticize one way or the other. You want to take a stance on it, you don't want to get vaccinated, then don't get vaccinated. That's that's your deal. That ain't my deal. But what also is going to be your deal is not playing games and then costing yourself money. And if it's a big enough deal to you where you're just absolutely totally 100% against it for whatever the reason, then that that's fine. I'm curious to see how the players are going to react to these their teammates of who aren't doing this and won't be at half their games. And I'm anxious to see how the front office deals with this. So is the response from the Nets, no. We're not missing half our games for you, Kyrie, if you don't want to get vaccinated. So out you go. And they move them. Golden State, are they going to take the approach of, okay, no problem. You want to get vaccinated, Mr. Wiggins? Then we're going to trade you too. Like, I don't think... In my mind, it would surprise anybody at this point if Kyrie got traded from the Nets. And I don't think it would surprise anybody at this point if Golden State got traded from the Warriors. Or if Golden State got traded from the Warriors. If Wiggins got traded from the Warriors. Would surprise you, Sam? If either one of those guys, because of this, these rules put in place, eventually get traded because these front offices are like, pay you a lot of money, you're not going to be at half our home games going forward? Like, that's not going to work. Wiggins, I think Golden State would be fine, especially getting Clay back this year and all that. But uh, Brooklyn, man, if Kyrie, if they were thinking about moving on from Kyrie, I think Kevin Durant would just barge into that front office and have them. Yeah, you know, but the response to him is, KD, look, man, like I get it, your boys with him, and that's why you came here. Y'all came as a team, and all that. We're not going to have them for half our games now. No, it's not going to cost us money. But what happens when we get in the playoffs against Milwaukee? So he's just not going to. We're not going to have him in the postseason against Milwaukee. You're, you're good with this. You're, you're going to be you and Harden in home games. And then when, or in away games in Milwaukee, it'll be you three. And then home games, you all got to win on your own. Or how about in the NBA Finals against LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook? You're going to have no Kyrie in your home games in the NBA Finals. You're good with that. You wouldn't rather have another star player who can actually be with us all year. To me, that's, that's a tough sell. If I'm KD... Look, Kyrie, I get it, your deal, whatever, but you're not going to be here for half the games, and you're not going to be able to play in our postseason playoff games at home. You tell me, because I'll tell you right now, New York's not changing their law. That that rule is not changing. So if Kyrie's going to roll the dice and go, I bet they'll change their mind before April or May, uh, and I'll be able to play in our home playoff games. If that's going to be the dice roll, I think he's going to lose. Don't you think, though, too, with Kyrie doing what he's doing, it's making it very hard for them if they did want to trade him? No! Not at all, because if I'm trading him to Atlanta, or if I'm trading him to Cleveland, back to Cleveland, that'd be a big punishment. If you trade him to Atlanta, Cleveland, Philadelphia, let's say, right? Okay, now Philadelphia playoff team, Atlanta playoff team. So from that aspect, yes, you would lose them in games in Brooklyn if you ended up having to deal with that situation. But if I'm a team looking for 
just a star player to have some some star power to put butts in seats. A team like Minnesota, I mean, that works. Yeah, but what are you getting in return? That would be a substitute for Kyrie. Granted, yeah, that team that needs a superstar and is getting a franchise well, player. Well, okay, so I don't know the salaries on Minnesota to know how that would all work financially one way or the other. But in Edwards maybe goes back in that deal, a young upcoming guard goes back in that deal with the Nets to go along with what they have. Because if you're the Nets, you could do Ben Simmons. But if 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 I'm Philadelphia, I love that deal. Yeah, sure, I'll take Kyrie and Joel Embiid. But Philadelphia also has to think of can we beat the Nets without Kyrie in our in our road games? Because then you have to have home court advantage. You have to have it if you're Philadelphia. If Kyrie can't play in those games in Brooklyn, I to me, I just don't think this 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 plays. It just doesn't. He's too important of a factor to not have in half your series in a postseason. Or to have half your games during the regular season. Yeah, they can still win regular season games with Harden and Durant, obviously. But can they win a, Can they win an NBA championship with him not playing in half their games in, in a playoff series? Each playoff series? I don't know. I, I If I'm the Nets, I think that's something you consider. And if you're the Warriors, same thing with Wiggins. Now, he's not Steph. He's not Clay. Fine. But he's still an integral part of piece of that roster. And that problem is, what do you get back an equal return for Wiggins salary-wise that makes you as good of a basketball team as you were before, or better? I I don't know, because I don't think Wiggins' value is all that high. Kyrie's value is high once you put together, put this thing aside that he won't play in Brooklyn or San Francisco or Golden State. Fine. But other than that, he's still a top-end player. And, you know, Kyrie is throwing out, hey, I'm going to retire if you trade me. Hmm? Okay. See what happens. I just it, it it's a bad bad situation. And again, not going to press one way or the other of what he wants to do. I don't care what he wants to do. I'm just saying the the team has two options. One, try and play this out and see how well you can do without him, and hope this team can figure it out. Because from a chemistry standpoint, it's okay. We're all in uh, L.A. or we're all in Milwaukee. Okay, we're going back to Brooklyn. All right, see you later, Kyrie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Got three game homes. All right, I'll see you in a week. What? Because that, that's what it's going to be. He's not. Even, he's not. I. Sam, he can't even practice with him, can he? He can't even be in Brooklyn to practice with him. I don't think so. No. So he can't even practice with the team at home. How does this possibly work? Like you can't keep him. You have to trade him. You have to. Tra- I don't see how you can possibly hold on to him. The Players Association isn't going to do anything, and I don't think they can because, again, it's the law of the city. So that's above their pay grade. I think you have to trade them. I don't know. Do you? I, I don't see any other way. Do you see another way out of this, Sam? No. I think, yeah, if you do stick with Kyrie, if you're Brooklyn, you just got to bite the bullet. Kind of like last year when they were playing so many games without Harden and Kyrie. It's right. like, man, you're just going to have to win those games. Man, crazy. Uh, plenty of football and baseball to watch right now. And the place to be to catch all your action is uh, to create your own sporting action at the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games, but you can play your own games in their huge entertainment game room while enjoying awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, they're Wednesday. Oh, it's it's Wednesday today. Uh, Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com. That's QClubWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Coming up next, he's been pacing 
like somebody that is waiting to see his wife deliver a baby. He's pacing like somebody that's waiting for test results. He is Dan Plucker, anxious to get into this seat and host for Rami Makhlouf. He joins me coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. I've seen nervous energy before, but man, you are like bouncing off the walls. You all right? You have a lot of oh, sugar yeah. or something? No, you're okay? I'm good. I'm you're just, good. I'm just excited. Is this what you normally do like before oh, yeah. a big show when I'm not here? Oh, yeah. Really? I always pace back and forth. Whenever I'm like really amped up, ready to go, this is what I do. It's just my my preparation for, for getting in front of a mic and talking to all of the great fans here in the state of Wisconsin and here in Milwaukee. That's amazing. I've, I've, I mean, you are just bouncing all over the place. I'm watching you. He's just like pacing behind Sam Schmitz and the producer booth the whole time. I'm like, what is going on with this dude? He is not standing still. All right. So obviously you're just excited. Get myself amped up, man. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm fine with it. Oh, whatever works, man. Whatever works. You do a good job when you're on the air. So, all right. So what do you got coming up? All right. Well, we're starting off the show with something that uh, you motivated me. Oh, no. Sparky. I mean, just anti-Sparky, whatever it is. <laughs> what? How many Christmas trees is too many? Uh-huh. And when is it okay to start putting Christmas trees up? Because I think we're approaching that time where the Christmas crazies come out and they start to decorate already and we're not even at Halloween yet. Correct. So I, I wanted to get ahead of this and, and bring this discussion out there. And so that's what our poll question is going to be throughout oh, the show today on. is how many Christmas trees is too many. And uh, it's going to be like one, two, and then you're crazy after that. Right. Uh, three and four or whatever. Right. Uh, and and we'll, we'll go from there. So we'll talk about that and kind of break down those results at 430. Uh, but to start off the show, the Brewers lose again to those Cardinals and now 17 in a row for St. Yeah. Louis. And I mean, are we are we really sure we're not afraid of the Cardinals? No. I brought this up to Sam earlier. I know you've probably seen it, I'm assuming, because you're a baseball dork, too. You've seen Moneyball. Yeah. Okay, so that movie was not actually factual all that much, but that winning streak was factual that right. happened that oh, year. Yeah, and, sure. like the Brewers, uh, and I'm not going to say the Cardinals, but like the Brewers, they had young studs in that pitching rotation that they never brought up in the movie. They had young studs in that pitching rotation that helped them get to that point, right? Did they win the World Series? No. No. But that the, the, organization is not St. Louis. Oh, I understand, because you're going to go off of... Well, they've won World Series in the past. Oakland doesn't have that same history. None of that history matters. The only two guys that are still here is Wainwright and Molina. The rest of these dudes are all completely different. It's like Rogers. Somebody asked Rogers at the beginning of the press conference today about, you know, facing Pittsburgh again or whatever. And he's like, well, there's like one dude left. Like, Ben, there's nobody else on this team that we faced when we were in the Super Bowl or whatever. Like, so it's it's not even relatively close to being the same thing. And this dude managing him has never won a World Series as a manager either. So this will be his legit first time getting in here and seeing, okay, can you deal with it? I'll tell you what I want. I want them to win out. Like, I want them to win all the way out. Don't lose another game. How many games would that make them at? That would uh, make them at 18, 19, 22, 23? 22 or 23. Right. Went all the way out. Like, don't lose another game. Sweep everybody on the way out. They get the Cubs after us. Is that what it is? Uh, I believe so. Maybe. Yeah, they get the cup. Yeah, Sam's shaking his head. Right. Yes. So, go. yeah, you sweep us, win today, win tomorrow, sweep the Cubs over the weekend, which should be no problem, and have that winning streak hanging over your head for everybody to talk about going into that wildcard game. Because then you go in that wildcard game against the Dodgers or the Giants, whoever it is, that winning streak will be the talk and the distraction and everything no else doubt. leading up to it. Have that. And then if you win that game, now you got to go play a series 
with still that winning streak over your head. Mm -hmm. And when you lose that first game of that winning streak, how will you bounce back the day after that? See, to me, that's where this is all about. And that's why... No, I'm not worried because I don't think they're going to get that far. Well, I don't think – again, the Brewers may lose in the divisional round too, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. But if we're going to assume they're in the NLCS and they beat the Braves or the Phillies, I just don't think the Cardinals will be there. Well, we, we'll, we'll bring down some stats that, that oh, may, numbers. That may uh, contradict some uh, of those Here things. we go. All right. Um, and, and wild card is – it's a wild card. It's it, Who knows what's going to happen in that game. It's I one hate game. the wild card. But the next series – is very interesting, and I have a, a stat from John Morosi that that is going to uh, maybe blow some people's minds in terms of how close that series has really been between the one and the wild cards. If the Dodgers and Cardinals are the wild card, and if the Cardinals win that game, Brewers are winning the World Series. It's over. It's all done. If they don't have to face the Dodgers in the NLCS, this is done. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me who we get. Does not matter. This is going to be the Brewers' year. Dodgers, I will be nervous about. I'm still going to take them, but I'll be nervous about that series for sure. These other series, I guess maybe I'm overconfident, and then that's fine if I am, so be it. But I'm very (laughs) positive and upbeat about this Brewers team going into postseason. And then the other thing, too, is you're going to have a long break. So let's say the Dodgers win it. Well, they're going to break from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to Friday. So how does that screw them up for the divisional round? Or the Giants mm-hmm. after that break? Because right. the Cardinals are going to get to play right away again on Tuesday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So they play Tuesday. Then if they're going west, they got to get out of plane, fly across the country with the winning streak still on their head, hopefully, and go, man, come on. They're not it's, going. No way. The more I talk about this, the more convinced <laughs> I am that it's not happening. Well, we'll also be ranking the teams that worry you the most to the least in the NL. Assuming that oh, the that's Braves, good. Assuming that the Braves win. Imagine uh, numbers three. They're, they're three and a half above the Phillies right yeah. now, but they still have two head-to-head games. Yep. So it's looking like the Braves yeah, are going to win that, but win, it's, yeah. it's not completely out of the question yet, and that Phillies team has a lot of talent. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and then at 3.30 – Buccaneers add Richard Sherman. Yeah, and that's after losing to the Rams. And you know the same thing kind of happened last year. And when, before they before they see New England, conveniently. Conveniently, yeah. yes. Well, and and the same thing kind of happened. You know when when they were losing games last year, they they added talent, added Antonio Brown, a couple other names throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Is that going to come back to bite the Packers over time? Okay, well let me ask you this: Not is Richard Sherman veterans. is Richard Sherman better than Kevin King? Yes. Richard Sherman better than Shannon Sullivan. Yes. Baggers were $8 million under the cap. Now, I, I have no idea how much they signed him for. I didn't see the contract numbers. Have you seen the numbers on uh, it? It's $2.25 million. Okay, so the Packers could have done that. So, I mean, that that to me, that's really what it comes down to. Like, how much do you think he would have helped or hurt this locker room, and how much better do you think he is than King or Sullivan? That's what it comes down to. If you think he's better than both and you don't think he's a distraction in the locker room, then that's probably a player they they, they should have went and got. Yeah, that, and that's my guess. But they didn't. They weren't it. even. They weren't even interested in him. He, no, he, they weren't one of the teams. Well, and remember in the off season too, Richard Sherman, uh, Mike Silver was yes. all over that. Maybe Richard Sherman going to Green Bay and the, yep. and the relationship with Rodgers. So we'll talk about that. And then, time out. I got something. Hold on. Time out. You got something. Tell me this. Now Rodgers, GM Rodgers. Who helps this team more, Richard Sherman or Randall Cobb? 
GM Rodgers. No doubt. Rich, if you were going to make your play of, I have to have this player for me to come back, wouldn't you? You went with the friend. You could have went with the proven vet to not only help you on the field, but to help coach up Jair Alexander. Help coach up your first-round pick, Stokes. To maybe get King to play to his level. To maybe help Darnell Savage. Mm-hmm. He could have been another coach. And you made your play to get Cobb, and you probably could have had Sherman if you wanted him. Probably. And so we'll talk about all of that. And speaking of Darnell, fired up. Speaking of Darnell Savage. Oh, now in what? The four, in the 4 o'clock hour, those fifth-year options for Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. Oh, yeah, both of them get it. You think so? I don't think twice. We'll talk about Dial. if that oh, yeah. will happen, how much money that will actually cost the Packers, because it is pretty oh, significant. That I don't know. You have the, you've got the numbers, I've, I'm assuming. I've got all yeah. of the estimated I don't know numbers. The numbers. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but without knowing the numbers, they both, for me, have played well enough to give them extensions. I know Fennel's been killing Darnell Savage, but I, I, I think it's good enough for another year. And you have nobody next to him. So Adrian Amos's deal is going to be up here. Who's going to play next to him? You have nobody to play next to him right now. Because the guys who can't play next to him keep getting hurt and can't be on the mm-hmm. field. All right. Uh, this is going to be a good show. He's got me all fired up. I don't know if he's got you fired up, but he will if he doesn't yet. Dan Plucker filling in for Rami Makloff, the Rami Show, up next. Look at this. Mark this down, Sam Schmitz. Dan Plucker and I done at 258. I think the earliest Rami and I have ever gotten done is like 305. Unbelievable. It is pretty good. Yeah, we just get right to it. No distractions like Rami <laughs> brings every day. Uh, so so that's really good. All right, so we'll talk. Uh, we'll hear from Dan Plucker up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.